For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I brought in Hinda Salmarone today, and I'm going to spell your name, Hinda, real quick. I would go over her bio, but you guys can find it on another episode we did about her story. And I think I'm going to call that... When a Stressful Life Calls for Grit with Hinda's Law author, Hinda Salmarine. That's kind of long, so it may not be exactly that. But look for something along those lines in our list. Hinda is spelled H-E-N-D-A, and Salmarone is spelled S-A-L-M-E-R-O-N. And she has a website where you can find her. Hinda, do you want to send listeners to that website or somewhere else special? Um, I would love for them to go to hendaslaw.com. And from okay. there, they can click always, you know, back on Henda Salmon and Grit Under My Nails. But Henda's Law is just easy to remember. And it does share a lot of information that's life-saving about dense breasts and what you need to know. You know what? I love it that you've done that. And I've already played around on all your web presence. So I know that is a great way to find her, Henda's Law. So tell us a little bit. I'm I, First of all, I'm going to just share. I'm getting that letter in the mail that is required by law now for my health care provider to send me telling me I have dense breast tissue. And you're going to love this. Every year it just aggravates the heck out of me. I go get my mammogram, get it all done, and then they send me another letter that says, since you have dense breast tissue, you should come back. And it's been bugging me for years now, since 2012, I guess. Why don't they just let us do it all at one time? So this year, because I knew you were going to be on the show and I was a little overdue, I made my appointment. It'll be three months before I can get in because I asked them to do it simultaneously this time. They need both measures, I guess. Is that right? Is that what you think too, Hinda? I'm asking you because I know you're an expert. (laughs) Well, it, it is definitely between you and your healthcare provider that you need to have the discussion because it's, it's, it's not just one thing. Dense breast tissue has um, now risen to where it is considered a higher risk factor than having a family history of breast cancer. Really? So you do need to take it very serious oh. when you have dense breast. However, technology has changed now, and 3D mammography is now offered in Texas as part of the standard of care. So be sure you ask, wherever you get your screening done, to make sure you get a 3D mammo. And tumors are still missed in dense breasts, 
but it is better than a 2D mammogram. The sensitivity is better. Well, and they still squish you down, don't they? There's no getting around that. Yeah, but you know what? Come on, girls. Let's be put our big old panties on because it's a little squeeze, and you know what? It can save your life. So right. get squeezed and get done. It's, it's yeah. really far better than having breast cancer. I'm waiting for them to come up with a mammogram machine that doesn't make us feel like we've been squashed. I mean, I feel like I've been squeezed like orange juice. <laughs> well, there, there is new technology now out. I don't know if it's yet in, in all the markets, but um, there is a mammography screening um, company here in my area in Dallas that it's called the Smart Curve. Oh. And it's still a pressure, but it is far less. So for those that do really hate being squeezed flat, Go look and see where you can get a 3D mammogram using the smart curve. I love that. Okay, so you're going to tell us a little bit about your own experience so people will know. And then don't forget you can find Hinda's story on another episode we did, a podcast about uh, 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 grit. I use the word grit in that title so that it will reflect your book, which is also available Grit Under My Nails. I highly recommend Hinda's book. It is so easy and fun to read. And so tell us a little bit about finding your lump and what that did for you and, and then how that became your experience of law, being becoming an accidental lobbyist. So prior to my diagnosis, I had a baseline when I was 35. And then like many women, I believe, you know, if you go get your mammogram every year, you will, you will be good. You'll be okay. So I had one at 35 a base and then 40, 41, and 42. So in the beginning of 09, as I mentioned in the prior episode, I was very overweight and stressed and just really not liking myself very much. And so I started, I decided to get fit and mm-hmm. um, I started rowing on White Rock Lake, which is here in Dallas. And within eight weeks, I lost 12 pounds. And I felt this little lump in my right breast, mm. hard as a little pee. Called my doctor, told her I, I had a lump, and she said to me, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. You just had a mammogram. You're good. Just oh, my goodness. And you know what? About two weeks later, I had dinner with my then mother-in-law, and she happened to be a, a PhD maternal child nurse. And I said, you mm. have this lump? But they tell me it's nothing. And, you know, she took my hand and she said to me, Hinda, don't let them tell you it's nothing. Get a yes. check. Wow. And that's the most important thing, girls and ladies and everybody listening. If you feel something, d- d- just don't ignore it. Go mm-hmm. check it. I don't care if it's in your breast or if it's in your leg or wherever. We are, we should be um, very diligent in, in looking for things that don't belong in our body. But anyway, yes. long story, I went and had another mammogram, and there was nothing, and they were going to send me home. But I had this little voice in the back of my head, and I just demanded and said, you know, I'm not leaving. So they did a sonogram, which then saw the shadow, which led to a biopsy, which then led to the diagnosis at 8.30 on June 7th of 2009. And two days later, my life changed entirely when I then learned my stage was not early. My tumor was very large. And that's when I learned I had very dense breasts and that it wasn't the standard of care to tell us. Isn't that and crazy? I can hardly it's believe. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. to this day, I will, I will never forget 
that afternoon when my oncologist surgeon calls me and she said, is this a good time? Are you sitting down? <laughs> I think we all know we shouldn't start conversations that way. No kidding. But it changed my life because I swore that I would change the standard of care. And to the day of my surgery, on June 17th, mm. Governor Perry signed Enda's law. Wow. That required disclosure about wow. the spread. And I started getting those letters, and it just frustrates me because I'm like, so this year I'm getting them both done at the same time. But it frustrates me because you go in and get one done, and then they, then you have to come back and do a second one. I, I don't understand if they've diagnosed it, why they can't just do both of them at the same time for as, you well, know. You should, you should ask for it. I mean, yeah. you know you have to inspire Right. Up front, you know, make sure you get, you know, the screening that, that after you discuss it with your doctor, what is the most effective. And quite honestly, you know, a lot of us spend more money on shoes to go get um, a sonogram or an MRI, you know, just don't delay. You know what's interesting about that? In, in East Texas, we have this wonderful clinic, Bethesda Health Clinic, and you can get a mammogram there at least once a year. I think it's free. I, I might be wrong about well, that. But there's always somebody offering them. Right, yeah. And, and it's, even if you pay for it, it, it's really, I think it's most of the time between 100 and 150 bucks. It's yes. not a lot of money. And although, you know, like you say, you hate going and being squeezed, but the thing about it is mammograms is still the most accurate, life-saving screening we have to, to find tumors in early stages in, in your breast. We, okay. can't, we can't do MRI screening on the population. We can't afford it. It's not viable. Mm-hmm. So mammograms do save lives, and, and I'm a big proponent to, to be diligent and get screened regularly, annually. Well, so now, if you, it, in your process of, of approaching all these, I mean, the process was amazing. You began with reading this huge textbook over and over on your way on an international trip, and then you came back and you created these uh, 150 or more packages of information, including articles that have been written about you in the D magazine and so forth. So you, you put together this really professional kind of branding for this issue. And you had an elected official who was all gung-ho and wanted to help, and then he didn't get reelected, so you had to switch gears. There's a lot of stories in that. Tell me what some of your favorite stories are that came out of that lobbying effort. Well, in, in addition to making these packets, and of course they were pink, mm-hmm. yes. I, went to, I went to Steinmart and the mall, and I bought like five or six pink dresses. And so <laughs> every time I went to Austin... I was the pink lady walking the halls with my pink folders. And it's it hilarious. Just an important, and the fact that it had my name. I tried to, everybody that I met, I tried for them to relate. Because if they could relate, oh, my packet also included a photograph of my mammogram. Oh, because perfect. When you try and explain to people dense breast tissue, they don't really understand. It's three very unrelated words that you're using in, in one, one sentence. However, when you show somebody what dense breasts look like on a mammogram and the fact that tumors are white and your tissue is white, so you can't see it. It's like a polar, looking for a polar bear in the snow. Right. Uh, it's not visible. But anyway, so I just um, became best friends with everybody at the Capitol that I could find. And of course, everybody patronized me. 
You know, well, what do I know? I'm not a lobbyist. That's, no and that was... Cause. That was their mistake. We have about 30 seconds. We have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you got past their objections and how much we all owe you for this great labor of love that you did. So stay tuned. If you're listening in, we're just so grateful you're here. You can find this story on KathyCraffy.com, where we put lots of truth with a Texas twang. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. I knew Mom wanted to stay at home. It's the center of her family, her life. But helping Mom stay in her home while managing mine was just too much. Honestly, it wasn't just about me. Mom didn't want me to be her caretaker. She wanted me to be her daughter. I felt so alone until I found out about Home Instead Senior Care. When we met the people at Home Instead, we just knew they were different. The experience was personal. They understood how we were all feeling. They just cared. Because of Home Instead Senior Care, Mom now has a caregiver who can help her stay home. But more importantly, they've made an incredible connection I never expected. And Home Instead changed my life, too. I've found balance again, and most importantly, for Mom and me, I get to be her daughter again. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. My parents are getting older, and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're talking to my friend Hinda Salmarone, and she's been talking to us about dense breast tissue. But here's what I think is funny, Hinda. The idea, like when I go to your website and I see all these elegant pictures of you in this beautiful royal purple, and I understand the connection of that to your mother's mental health issues, and then bring it forward to this regal and and powerful person that you are today, and then to think of you in the halls of our beautiful pink granite state capitol, 
dressed completely in pink. I don't know. There's just something comical about that juxtaposition for me. I can't easily imagine that the Congress people were like winking behind your back at what a nut you are. No, they did not think it was possible. But you know, the, what I did, I wanted to be the puppy dog in the room because you never yes. kick the puppy dog. And they underestimated it entirely. Yes. And I just, it, it, this was not a partisan issue. And I got everybody, it unanimously passed in the Senate. It passed Think of that. unanimous in the House. And, um, yeah, no, I like and, you know, in Texas, in Texas, that is a small miracle. We don't agree on anything in this state. <laughs> I, you know what? I believe it, it was it was in the in, in it was it was meant to happen. There were so many miracles that and if you read yeah. the story, you will you will understand what I mean by things fell into place in, in a mysterious way, which looking back, it, it was absolutely a miracle. I still can't believe it some days that it actually happens, but I'm so grateful for all the help I got. Well, so and people. I'm amazed by what you were able to do, and I know I'm specifically affected by it. Fifty percent of our population has dense breast tissue. That's by true. the way, it's such a weird combination of words, and when you say that, I immediately think of my funny husband. He can't really get to the phrase breast cancer awareness, and I think it's because he's a male. So he always says breast awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of embarrassing because he can't help himself. Well, it just it, pops it, out. What, what was powerful was Texas was the second state to pass density legislation. Yes. And within a year and a half after Texas passed, we were able to grassroots to pass California, Virginia, and New York. And yeah. today we have 36 states that have passed breast density information in some way or form. And that brings so us to a, a really important question. I don't want to forget to ask you this. So there is this national movement, and you're a huge part of the momentum there. How can people help you if they want to help you get this national legislation passed? And tell us a little bit so, about that. So we have 14 states left plus the armed forces. And that really got my attention mm -hmm. because the armed forces don't fall under state law. So our, our women in the military or in the, in the armed forces are not informed about dense breast tissue either. Uh, so that's why we have to change it at the federal level. So we have um, a legislation pending um, in Washington, and I want to have 50,000 um, supporters votes that I can lobby all the Texas um, senators and congressmen, U.S. congressmen. So please go to Hindus Law, register, and when you do, you get a free copy of an excerpt of my book called Pendas Law. It's, it's the small, it's 100 pages, and it is about my breast cancer and passing this legislation. I will send that to you for free at the download. So please um, throw your support behind it and help me get this done next year. You know, I love it that you're thinking about our military service people, our heroes. That's always a soft spot for me. I can hardly believe that they would not get the same care as the rest of our our citizens. It just it drives me crazy. Well, and, and, and the 14 states, you know, I don't want your um, risk because survival lies in early detection, any mm -hmm. kind of cancer. And when you have dense breasts and tumors are missed, 50%, as you said, women have dense breasts. Um, as high as 30 to 40% of tumors can be missed by a mammogram. It's large, massive. Well, if you live in one of these 14 states, I don't want it to be 
a case where you're not told. And that's why we need to standardize it at the, at the federal level. That's really just the minimal, uh, the, the, the lowest response that we could have. Your original bill included other things that just could not get past the legislatures. So, well, go, yeah, the governor was threatening to veto. We wanted to get insurance coverage for supplemental screening. Mm-hmm. And we've tried it now three different sessions, and it will not pass probably in my lifetime. But I dream um, the day will come that we can, instead of being squished by a mammogram, we can pee on a stick. Excuse my yes, yes. But but that's what I dream, that screening will, technology will keep advancing to where cancers can be found earlier and earlier. Right. That is the dream. And think how far we've come. It used to be a death sentence. And now I know so many survivors. And they're just my beautiful friends. I'm so grateful. Really I'm grateful. I'm so looking forward to, to, to next year when I celebrate my 10-year survivalship. Um, that's a big one. It so. is. You, and you have you have just come so far in your journey. I, I want to commend you and tell you, I think you said it earlier, you wouldn't change anything because it's what made you the woman you are today. And I I often find myself saying that to my friends. The more I know people's stories and their heartbreaks the more I want to embrace those things and even our frailties, our imperfections, our insecurities. Well, what I say is I can't have perfect friends because it makes me feel too insecure. But uh, I want to just say to you how grateful I am. I know, I know the story that you shared in the book about your upbringing and your mom and how difficult and, and heartbreaking that is for all of us who have children we can't even imagine being a little girl and experiencing what you did. But, or, or unless I have friends who actually have similar stories. But, but in every case like that of my close friends, I'm so grateful for that woman who, like you, is very strong and beautiful and dynamic and serves others with such vigor and confidence and courage. And I just want to affirm you in that and thank you for the way you've let your life become this beautiful light thank you it it was it's been a magical journey and writing this book proved once again that there are no coincidences every person we meet everything that happens to us good and bad has purpose and meaning yeah and if you're listening and you're wondering how even listening to this episode might be a a perfect coincidence quotes, you know, I just want to say, if you feel like you don't have hope today, Henda is a perfect example of someone and myself too, where we've struggled with things that were very difficult and felt worthless and yet have risen above that. And, and I, if you're in that place today where it feels dark and lonesome, I just want you to know there's hope. There are many women all around you that know exactly how you feel. You're not alone. So I don't want to miss a chance to say that because uh, it's just so important as women that we stick together. So you can find a lot of good stuff on KathyCraffy.com. And Hinda also has a wonderful, uh, just a bunch of resources. And she's a serial entrepreneur. So if you're a business person, you might enjoy that part of her website and all her web presence. You can go to hindaslaw.com and find access to everything she offers. There's so much there. Hinda, um, I don't want to miss a chance to ask you 
of all these experiences, I mean, you have traveled the globe, you've passed legislation in the Texas state legislature, which is not an easy thing to do. You have, and you weren't even trained in that. You just decided to do it. You've run marathons. I mean, you've battled both heart disease and breast cancer. Of all the stories, what are the things that are most tender and dear to you that you'd like to share? My children. I am more than anything my kid's mom. And I love those two human beings with every fiber of my life. And they are now almost 18 and almost 20. And Mm. they are the kindest, nicest, wonderful people. And it makes me so proud that they're mine. And I love Mm. them. And they have given me, by being their mom, it healed so many of my own wounds with my own Mm. mother. And it made me understand that it's not about birthing a child. It's about raising a child. That's Mm. where the difference lies. Mm. They they humble me every day with their love and care and acceptance of all my warts and all. I (laughs) love that. (laughs) You know, and that just brings up a good point. When I was young, my my dad grew up in a post-World War II home, and he never heard, I love you. And it was hard for him to say it to me. And I decided I would say that to my children often, but I never thought about how it would come back to me. And when my oldest was about two years old, maybe 18 months, she reached up and put both her hands around my face and said something to me that I said to her all the time. She said, Mommy, you are the apple of my eye. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that so sweet? I want to share that, and I love what you shared, because if anybody is listening and they feel really discouraged because they didn't have a good mom, That happens a lot. I hear women's stories all the time, and that's a common thread. I want you to know that you can be a mother figure to the people in your lives, whether it's your own children or other people. And God is so good, he will bounce that love back to you in unexpected ways. So we have about two minutes. Hinda, is there anything else you wanted to share? I love it that you you had a Valentine for your children at the end. That's so dear. (laughs) Well, and I can also... The, the thing that um, was the, my God gave me this year is a man that loves me for who oh. I am. It took, it took 52 years <laughs> to find the one, but oh. don't ever give up on that either. Because I love I that. Out there. You know, companionship is one of our big themes that with our, this is why we do what we're doing at Camp Crafty. We, we just wanted people to understand what it takes to be a companion. And I, I love it that the, the Lord has brought a companion into your life who's a beautiful match for your beautiful life. I, and especially as a strong woman, we don't take that for granted, do we? <laughs> Never. Oh, and then um, if anybody has advice to help me with my hot flashes, send it my way because oh. right now my head is on fire. <laughs> okay, we can do that. I actually have some, I have some vitamins I take that I really like. Yeah, we can't get away from that. Thank you so no, much. No, for, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show and for being so real, Hinda. This has been a true honor and privilege for me to get to talk to you today. Remember, you can find more from Hinda if you go to hindaslaw.com. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.